Hey guys, Kyler back with Kyler Burrell's unedited podcast, episode number 126. Alright, this week uh, we're going to kick it off talking about Liverpool's win yesterday in the League Cup final. Uh, we'll react to Moreno, Royval, Ortega, Jair. What's next for them? New college basketball rankings. Fever's me, college basketball, big games of the week picks. We'll take a look at Lenardi's uh, updated bracket um, we'll just do bracketology and, you know, where he's got, you know, last four ends, first four out. Then we're going to predict some, uh, predicting where some free agents will land. Um, we're going to do quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and tight end. Um, and then we're going to get into 16.0 NFL mock draft, one round with trades. Um, but yeah, here we go. Liverpool win the league cup, um, one nil. A Virgil van Dijk header from a corner in the 118th minute wins it over Chelsea. Um, what a win. Uh, the injuries we had, you know, countless guys out. Uh, Sala, Nunez, Jota, um, Jabazlai, um, Matip, Trent, uh, Allison, countless guys. Uh, Curtis Jones, countless guys out. You know, uh, the Academy boys take down Chelsea's billion-dollar team. It was a special, special win for Liverpool, and you know, people can say, oh, it's just a League Cup. Well, it, yeah, it's a League Cup, but it matters. Trophies matter, and especially to win it with guys like that, you know, that are put, they were put in pressure situation here. Um, shout out guys like Connor Bradley, Bobby Clark, James McConnell, uh, Jaden Dans, Jarrell Kwanzaa, Kwanza, sorry. Um, but, you know, guys like that from the academy that came in and played big, big roles uh, to win this game. You know, went into extra time, and you're thinking, man, Chelsea's really gonna Chelsea's really gonna go for it here. Liverpool got a bunch of young guys in, academy kids. Um, you know, Chelsea's gonna find a way to find a goal. You know, Liverpool's gonna look to play probably for penalties, and it was reversed. We were the aggressor in extra time, um, especially the the second half of extra time. We really were the aggressor, and uh, we we created chances, and you know. Semicast delivers a great ball in. Van Dyke runs onto it, flicks it back post, and Liverpool wins the League Cup. First of hopefully, you know, one down, three to go. Uh, FA Cup, Europa League, and uh, obviously the Premier League. Um, I, you know, if we could do the, if we could win all three in England, it'd be incredible. We lead the Prem right now. Could we win the FA Cup? You know, win all three trophies in England? That'd be brilliant. But again, shout out those guys from the academy. Just shout out everyone that played, you know, injuries. Um, Endo was unbelievable. <clears throat> Going back and looking at some tweets of how, you know, we missed out on Caicedo and we settled for, you know, we offered 105 for Caicedo and then Chelsea came in with a bigger offer and, you know, we ended up getting Endo for $15 million. Everyone's upset. You know, I, I rightfully so. I think, you know, multiple people were upset. Not You know, it wasn't. It, at the time, it was like, man, that kind of seems like a settle, and is that a good signing? He's been tremendous. He owned the midfield yesterday, dominated uh, Enzo, Fernandez, and Caicedo, two players that are they bought for $250 million combined. Uh, McAllister was unbelievable. Canate and Van Dyke at the back, tremendous. Um, yeah, it was an unbelievable win. And, uh, yeah, like I said, one one. One trophy down, three to go for Liverpool. But let's get into UFC Fight Night Moreno Roy Val 2. 
Um, Roy Val gets the split decision win over Moreno. Weird scorecard. Um, I had I actually I again I, I haven't rewatched the fight. Um, I gave Roy Val rounds one, three, four, and five. I had him winning forty nine, forty six. Um, I guess here we can real quick look up the uh, Moreno versus Roy Val two scorecard. Uh, we can look up. I don't know what the judges gave. Here we go. Official scorecards for UFC Mexico City. Pretty good little fight night. Yeah, it sucks that uh, Raul Rosas had to pull out with the illness, but he's going to be fighting this weekend. Um, so, okay. Real, see, round two was the one I thought was for Moreno. This judge, this judge ha- the first judge, Mike Bell, had Moreno round one and round five and gave Roy Val the middle three. Um, the 49-46 card is weird. He gave Moreno rounds one, two, three, and five. That's just so strange. And then this judge also gave – I guess I did my three watch. I did not think Roy Val won round two. This judge gave round one and four and then also two. <clears throat> uh, to uh, Roy Val. Um, did not see round two for Roy. That was the one round I saw for Moreno. And uh, the two judges that gave the fight to Roy Val actually gave him that round, which is interesting. Uh, big win for Roy Val. I thought Moreno looked... I don't know what happened. I, Moreno didn't look like himself to me. Um, I don't know if he was dealing with an injury or something or what it was, but man, he he did not look like the Moreno of old to me. Um, that was weird. Roy Val, I thought, looked really, really good. He was sharp. Um, but yeah, what a win for Brandon Roy Val. We'll talk about what's next for him here in a minute. Ortega survives pre-fight scare and a first round and the first round to sub Yair in round three. Yeah, Ortega's, you know, uh, get, he's getting his name called and he's, you know, jumping up and down. He rolls his ankle. Um, what a scare there. That could have been awful. Um, good thing it wasn't that bad. Just a little roll and he was fine. First round, he was getting battered on the, battered on the feet. To me, I thought Yair had an adrenaline dump because after round one, he looked – to me, he, he slowed down. He looked real real tired to me, real fatigued. Uh, Ortega had a great round two, got him to the ground, um, and then obviously round three got him to the ground again and then gets him in the uh, head and arm choke. Um, let's look. What were the scorecards for the first two rounds there? Oh, yeah, that's right. This judge, uh, Mike Bell, had a, had a double 10-8, which you don't see. Round 1, 10-8 for Yair. Round 2, 10-8 for Ortega. Uh, the other judges, yeah, rightfully so. 10-9, Yair in round 1. They both scored it, and then 10-9, Ortega. Um, yeah, like I said, I thought Yair had had an adrenaline dump or definitely just, I don't know, got tired because he, he, he was really slowed down in uh, round two, Ortega was able to land some good shots in the feet in round two early before he was able to get it to the clinch and then get it to the ground. And then round three, he was really looking for the clinch, got him to the ground again, and then the sub. Huge win for Ortega after what? I mean, it's been forever. Let's look at the last time he fought. Brian Ortega. It has been a long time. He's still only 33 years old. He's not old at all. Um, but the last time he fought was July 16th of 2022 and that lost year went through a lot of surgery. So it'd been damn near two years since he fought. Um, so it had been a while, um, huge, huge win, uh, for Ortega and, you know, Yair's got to be kicking himself for not being able to get him out of there in round one. 
Uh, for Yair, what's next? Hmm. Tough loss. I still think Yair is one of the more elite featherweights. Maybe a guy that's coming off a couple of losses here. Arnold Allen's a good fight. Uh, that could be a fight night main event or no, a fight night co-main event. Uh, but yeah, I think Arnold Allen makes sense for Ortega. Um, it real, I don't know what they're going to do with Taporia. I don't know what Volk's going to do. Is I, I think Volk should really sit out till the end of the year. Recover. Uh, two knockouts in a row. I would not mind the Taporia fight. At all with Ortega and Taporia. I also could understand if the UFC doesn't want to throw Ortega in there right away. I think a number one contenders fight with uh, Mosfar Evelov, who's undefeated, doesn't have any finishes like Taporia said. Call them out on that. That would be a good number one contenders fight as well. Uh, either one of those. I, yeah, I'm excited. I hope Ortega can just get back in there, uh, keep fighting, stay healthy, because uh, he's very fun to watch and he's very talented. Uh, for Brandon Moreno, I saw Henry Cejudo called him out, so I don't know if that you know everyone. I told I told everyone that Henry Cejudo wasn't going to retire in the last pod, and uh, he's not. He announced that he's not retiring. I knew he wasn't. Um, and it, you know, I don't know if this is a fight where he's trying to go back down to one twenty five, which I think could be a good move for him if he can, you know, slim up and cut the weight correctly and not be you know, not kill himself to get down to one twenty five. Um, that'd be a great fight. Or Mantle Cop for Brandon Moreno. Either one of those I think would be great. For Roy Val, you could do Pantoja. And here's the thing I'm going to say for Albazi. He, you know, he missed the fight. Uh, had to pull out. I don't think he gets the title shot next. I think either Roy Val gets it or they're going to have Roy Val fight Amir Albazi, which is an outstanding fight as well. I'm not super high on Albazi. I thought he lost to Kaikar France. Um, so, yeah, I think if they're going to get – if. If they're going to give somebody the title shot and they're going to have them fight at 301 in uh, Brazil, I think it should be Roy Val, who stepped up and won against Moreno on uh, late notice. Um, and if they're not going to give anybody the title shot and they're going to make a number one contenders fight, I think Roy Val and Albazi should be made. I don't think Albazi should get the title shot at all. Um, but yeah, I, would, I wouldn't mind Roy Val Pantoja again. Uh, I think Roy Val looked really good against Moreno. Uh, but yeah, we'll see what the UFC does with that. Um, my powers, my 16.0 power 16 college basketball rankings. All right, so number one, I got UConn still. I know they lost to Creighton, but they bounced back against uh, Villanova. I still got Houston at two, Purdue at three. So those are my top three. They stay the same. I got Tennessee up to four, uh, Kansas up to five, dominant win over Texas, big one against BYU tomorrow night, um, Arizona at six. Uh, bad loss to Washington State, I thought, but, you know, it got a bounce-back win versus Washington. Marquette at 7, North Carolina at 8, and Iowa State at 9. Duke stays at, Duke bump, goes down a little to 10. Auburn at 11. Kentucky with a massive, massive win over Alabama. They're up to 12. Creighton at 13. Obviously, the win, they have bad loss to St. John's yesterday, but they did get the win over UConn. Um, 14, Alabama. 15, Illinois, and 16, South Carolina. My next five out, Baylor, BYU, St. Mary's, South Florida, and Dayton. South Florida, what they're doing, man, projected to finish ninth in the American. And they're 14-1 in the conference, something like that. They only have one conference loss. They've won 13 or 14 in a row. They're a really good basketball team. So they deserve to be up here. In the next five out. Fever's me. 
I had an edge. I had a one-game edge going into Sunday. I had FAU. He had Memphis, and FAU couldn't get it done for me, so I stayed seven back. Both went seven and five last week. My overall record's ninety-four and forty-two uh, against Fee. I'm forty-five and thirty. He's fifty-two and twenty-three. Fourteen games this week. So this I'm doing this here Monday morning. So here it's Monday night, February twenty-six. Baylor at TCU. We're both going Baylor. Tuesday, February twenty-seventh. BYU at Kansas, we're both going KU. Texas at Texas Tech, I'm going Texas, he's going Tech, so there's a there's a swing game. Wednesday, February 28th, Auburn at Tennessee, we're both going Tennessee. Alabama at Ole Miss, we're both going Alabama. And OU at Iowa State, we're both going Iowa State. Um, Saturday is where the slate is loaded, March 2nd. Kansas at Baylor, he's going Baylor, I'm going KU, swing game. Illinois at Wisconsin. He's going Wisconsin. I'm going Illinois. Swing game. Florida at South Carolina. He's going Florida. I'm going South Carolina. Swing game. Marquette at Creighton. I'm going Marquette. He's going Creighton. Swing game. Virginia Duke. We're both going Duke. Tennessee at Alabama. He's going Alabama. I'm going Tennessee. So there's another swing game. And TCU at BYU. We're both going BYU. And Gonzaga at St. Mary's. He's going St. Mary's. I'm going Gonzaga. So I think we have seven swing games. So and I need to be. We only got two weeks left in the regular season. Uh, we did a thing, got money pot for a regular season. Then we're gonna do a money pot for conference tournaments, and then a money pot for March Madness. Um, so yeah, I gotta. I think going in next week, I gotta be down four. Would like to be down three, um, but we'll see. It's gonna be tough. Uh, um, but I need to win. I, I need to win at least five. I think I need to win five of the seven swing games for sure. So, like I said, this could be a little shorter pod this week. Um, but uh, we're coming up. Um, what, March Madness? I think the the brackets come out March 17th. Um, so I'm hoping Monday, Monday or Tuesday. There probably won't be – there will not be an unedited pod that week. Monday or Tuesday – there will be a March Madness special, hoping to have a guest or two, if not more, on. That would be great. Um, break down brackets and stuff like that. But yeah, we're gonna be getting into that. Um, that'll be, like I said, that'll be March seventeenth. Um, but let's look at the bracketology. So Joe Lenardi, sixty eighteen bracket on the bubble. So you got your last four buys. So teams that are comfortably in right now: Northwestern, Nebraska, Virginia, and Nevada. Last four in, so teams that would be playing in that uh, that those first games: Seton Hall, Providence, Gonzaga, and A and M. Um, he right now would have Seton Hall playing Gonzaga and Providence playing A and M. First four out: Wake Forest, Old Miss, Utah, and Butler. Next four out: Villanova, Drake, Cincinnati, and Colorado. Um, okay, so let's scroll down. So his brackets as of right now in, in in Midwest in the Midwest, we could even do a little prediction here. Why not? What I think would happen early prediction here. So Bay, for Purdue playing a sixteen, give me Purdue. Oklahoma, New Mexico, good matchup. Um, I would actually take, I'll take New Mexico in that one to advance. Uh, Dayton versus McNeese State, automatic qualifier. Give me Dayton. Baylor, UC Irvine. Give me Baylor. St. Mary's, Indiana State. Give me St. Mary's, Alabama High Point. Give me Bama. Um, 
Washington State, Northwestern. I'd take Northwestern. Uh, Washington State's playing pretty well. Give me Washington State. This is all chalk right now besides New Mexico. And Marquette, Moorhead State, give me Marquette. So you'd have Marquette, Washington State. Give me Marquette. Alabama, St. Mary's. Give me Bama. Baylor, Dayton. I'm going to take Dayton, actually. New Mexico, Purdue. Give me Purdue. Purdue, Dayton. Purdue to the Elite Eight. Alabama, Marquette. Give me Marquette. And I would take Marquette over Purdue in an upset to get to the Final Four. Um, So in the West region, Arizona, the one. I'll take them. Texas, Boise State. Give me Texas. Wisconsin, Richmond, give me Wisconsin. Auburn, Appalachian State, give me Auburn. BYU versus Gonzaga, because I'd take Gonzaga to beat Seton Hall. Give me Gonzaga over BYU as at 11 over 6. Creighton, Charleston, give me Creighton. Florida, Nebraska, give me Nebraska. I like Nebraska a lot. And then Kansas, Eastern Washington, give me Kansas. Um, Kansas over Nebraska to the Sweet 16. Um, Gonzaga, Creighton. I just don't trust Creighton Dodd. I don't know why. I'm going to go. That's an upset I'll go right now. Gonzaga to the Sweet 16. Wisconsin, Auburn, Auburn. Arizona, Texas, Arizona. Arizona, Auburn, give me Auburn. Gonzaga, Kansas, give me Kansas. So you got Kansas versus Auburn. Home pick here. <laughs> um, yeah, give me Kansas the Final Four to play Marquette. South region in Dallas. Houston advances. Utah State, Mississippi State, give me Utah State. Clemson versus A&M. Ooh, that's a tough matchup for Clemson. Give me A&M as the 12 over 5. Illinois, Akron. Again, I'm, this isn't studying any of the matchups, any upsets. This is just me picking live. Give me Illinois over Akron. Colorado State, South Florida. I'm actually going to go South Florida, so there's an 11 over 6. Duke, Vermont. Give me Duke. Michigan State, Virginia. Mm. Give, me, give me Virginia, 10 over 7. And then Tennessee, Quinnipiac, give me Tennessee. Tennessee over Virginia. Duke over South Florida. Illinois over A&M. Houston over Utah State. Houston over Illinois. Tennessee over Duke. And then Tennessee over Houston. So I have three twos in the national title, in the Final Four right now. Um, UConn, Eastern Kentucky in the East region, give me UConn. Florida Atlantic, TCU, give me TCU. Tech, Samford, give me Tech. San Diego State, Yale, give me San Diego State. Kentucky, Grand Canyon, give me Kentucky as the six. Iowa State, Oakland, give me Iowa State. South Carolina, Nevada, give me South Carolina. North Carolina, Colgate, give me North Carolina. And then give me North Carolina over South Carolina to reach Sweet 16. Give me Kentucky over Iowa State to reach the Sweet 16. Tech, San Diego State, give me San Diego State to reach the Sweet 16. UConn over TCU, so you got a UConn-San Diego State rematch. Give me UConn. Give me Kentucky over North Carolina. Give me UConn over Kentucky. And then give me Marquette. I, oh, my goodness. I might have a – Marquette just matches up. We don't match up very well with Marquette, KU. But give me KU versus UConn. And I'm going to take UConn to win the national title again back-to-back. So there's the bracket. There's there's a, there's a live bracket pick for you in Joe Lenardi's brackets. Um, I do love KU's bracket though. Um, I would love to be in this region with Arizona as our one and Creighton BYU as our three six. And I don't I don't want to play Florida. I don't mind Nebraska. Florida the way they can run, spread the four and shoot three. That'd be a tough second round matchup. But I actually love KU's bracket uh, if this was their bracket. Um, Kentucky is a dangerous six, absolutely dangerous. Um. 
yeah, uh, I just like UConn a lot, man. I think they're I think they're so so good. All right, but let's predict where some free agents will land before we do the mock draft. We'll start out tight end. Um, I just did some of the bigger names. Mike Gusecki, I'm going to go the Seahawks. I am going to go the Seahawks. No offense, free agent. I think Gusecki in Seattle. Uh, Gerald Everett, I'm going to go to the Bengals. Irv Smith didn't pan out really well, but I'm going to go. He signs there. Dalton Schultz, I'm going to say he resigns with the Texans. And Hunter Henry, I'm going to go to the Miami Dolphins, actually. Uh, wide receivers, obviously T. Higgins is obviously franchise tagged. I don't know if that means they're going to try to get a contract done or if they're going to trade him. But I think, you know, some of the top guys going to be kind of a little bit down here. Um, I think a lot of them are going to resign. Evans, Pittman, Hollywood all resign. Evans back with the Bucks, Pittman back with the Colts, Hollywood back with the Cardinals. Calvin Ridley, disappointing year. I'm going to say the Panthers go out and get him. Uh, to try, you know, see if they can revise him and get a good target for Bryce Young. Curtis Samuel, I'm going to go to the Jaguars. He comes in for Calvin Ridley. And then Tyler Boyd, I'm going to go to the Chiefs, actually. I think Tyler Boyd, man, he could have easily been a number two on a team throughout his, you know, throughout most of his career. You know, behind T. Higgins and Jamar Chase is tough, but him next to um, Rasheed Rice and potentially another draft pick, I think would be a good fit. Odell Beckham Jr., I'm going to go to the Jets. He returns to New York. But it's the play with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets. Running backs, a lot of stars here. Uh, Tony Pollard, I'm going to go to the Vikings, actually. I think he would fit Minnesota very well. Austin Eckler, I'm going to go to the Eagles. Josh Jacobs, my Dallas Cowboys. I think this would be a perfect fit. You know, bring maybe, you know, bring another running back in or, you know, draft a receiving back. And then Josh Jacobs, kind of what we missed inside the red zone this year, that big, that big back that can run between the guards. In the tackles, yeah, I like Jacobs at Dallas. Saquon, I'm going to go to the Chargers. And then Derrick Henry, I'm going to go to the Ravens. Derrick Henry would be my dream for the Cowboys, but I think he's going to go to the Ravens. Quarterbacks, Ryan Tannehill, I'm going to go to the Raiders. I think that they're a little too far outside to get a top quarterback. They still may draft the Penix in round two, or if Bo Nix is even there in round one at 13, they might take him and but have Tannehill there. And Russell Wilson, I'm going to go to the Patriots. Um, I, I don't know why I have a strange feeling that the New England Patriots are not going to draft a quarterback at three. I just have a strange feeling they're not going to. Um, I don't know why. I just think that they, I think they would love Caleb Williams, but I truly don't think they're going to draft one this year. I think they're going to sign a veteran quarterback like Wilson. Uh, and then Kirk Cousins, I predict he stays the Minnesota Vikings. I think, you know, there are teams out there that will be going for him. Atlanta Falcons um, would be a team um, that would definitely look to make a move for him, potentially the Raiders, um, a team like Denver, maybe, you know, somebody like that. But I think he ultimately stays in Minnesota. So here's the 16.0 mock. So again, I got Fields being traded to the Steelers for pick 20, and the Steelers also get a 2025 third. So the Bears at one will take Caleb Williams, quarterback out of USC. Redskins, been hearing a lot of movement on this. Uh, Jaden Daniels, they love. So I'm going to have the Redskins taking Jaden Daniels, quarterback LSU. And then here's a trade. The Giants get pick three. The Patriots get pick six, pick 38, a 2025 first and a 2025 second. I mean, you're going to have to trade a haul to get up there because they know how valuable Drake May is going to be, and the Giants take Drake May as their new franchise quarterback. Cardinals, Marvin Harrison Jr., wide receiver, Ohio State. Another trade here, Falcons, 
get pick five. The Chargers get pick eight. Pick 40, a 2025 second, a 2025 third, and the Falcons take J.J. McCarthy. You're hearing a lot of movement on the Falcons are very high on J.J. McCarthy, and they're going to trade up and get him. Uh, Patriots now at six, take Malik Neighbors, wide receiver LSU. Titans at seven, take Romo Dunze, wide receiver out of uh, Washington. Um, Chargers move back to eight. They're going to take Olu Fashanu, the offensive tackle out of Penn State. Another trade, the Broncos get pick nine, the Bears get pick 12, a 2025 third, a 2026 fifth. Broncos take Bo Nix, quarterback out of Oregon. So four quarterbacks, five quarterbacks, excuse me, in my top nine. This is a wild mock. Jets at 10, they take Joe Alt, the tackle out of Notre Dame. Vikings, they re-signed, obviously I predict them re-signing Kirk Cousins, so they're going to stick and pick defense here. Terry on Arnold, cornerback Alabama. Bears, who just moved down a little, take Dallas Turner, the edge out of Alabama. Raiders at 13. Obviously, I predict them taking Tannehill. They could be a team that trades back up late into the first, or they get Michael Penix in round two. Uh, but I'm going to go Cooper DeGene, the defensive back out of Iowa. Saints at 14 take Jared Versailles, the edge out of Florida State. Uh, Colts at 15 take Brock Bowers, tight end out of Georgia. 16 Seahawks take Troy Fatanu, offensive lineman out of Washington. Jaguars at 17 take Brian Thomas Jr., wide receiver LSU. Cowboys get pick 18, Bengals get pick 24, a 2025 second, and a 2025 fifth. Cowboys straight up take J.C. Latham, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Rams at 19 take Latu Latu, the edge out of UCLA. Bears at 20 go another tackle. Drafted one last year, obviously, but you got to protect Caleb now that you've uh, switched, you know, you made the move to trade fields and you're going to draft Caleb as your f- franchise quarterback. They're going to take Talise Fuaga, the offensive tackle out of Oregon State. Dolphins at 21, take Jerzon Newton, interior D lineman out of Illinois. Eagles obviously need secondary help. Nate Wiggins, corner out of Clemson. Texans at 23, need to help the interior of the D line. Byron Murphy, the interior D lineman out of Texas. Bengals obviously traded back. They've re-signed T. Higgins. I love. I, I they need help at corner, in my opinion. As much as you know, I you know their defense is solid, but I think they still really need help at corner. Give me Quinion Mitchell, the corner out of Toledo. Packers at 25, take Tyler Guyton, the offensive tackle out of OU. Buccaneers at 26. Again, this has been receiver in the past, but I think they re-signed Mike Evans. I'm going to go Chop Robinson, the edge out of Penn State. Uh, 27, the Cardinals go Ennis Rockshaw Jr., the corner out of Missouri. He's flying up boards. Uh, Bills take Troy Franklin, the wide receiver out of Oregon. Lions at 29, take Kool-Aid McKintree, corner out of Alabama. Ravens at 30, take Adonai Mitchell, wide receiver out of Texas. And the 49ers, this could, either, this could be edge or tackle, but with uh, Marius Mims still on the board, I think this is a great spot to get younger on the O-line. So the 49ers take a Marius Mims, the off tackle to Georgia at 31. And the two-time defending champions at 32, Kansas City Chiefs take Keon Coleman, wide receiver out of Florida State. So that is today's pod. Um Decent week for the boys. Uh, only one negative. Nick went minus three. Carter, though, seven for seven on all of his one-unit picks. Uh, gets him only three behind Nick now. He went plus 7.29. I went plus 5.49. Schmidt went plus uh, 0.67. Colby went 0.33, plus 0.33. He's up plus 1.8. No, he's plus 0.18 on Schmidt. I'm at totals now. Colby, 13.56. Schmidt plus 13.38, myself at plus 9.09, 
Nick at minus 15.97. Carter at minus 18.71. So, yeah, overall, pretty good week. Panel parlay miss. It'll be a team lay this week. Um, everyone's gone at least once, so it will be a, it will be a team lay um, this week. Games of the week, I stay on top at 17-11. Colby and Carter, 14-14. and 14. Zach at 13-15. and 15. Nick at 12-6. and 6. So, yeah, we'll be back with that um, this week. I'm trying to think. Yeah, I think it'll either be thir- it'll either be out Friday night or Saturday morning. Um, just depends on what's going on during the week um, or that Friday night. But yeah, so that'll do it for episode one twenty six. We'll be back with unedited next uh, Sunday night or Monday morning. But I appreciate you all for listening. Love you all and peace.